0: As always, if you'd like to follow up on any of the stories I'm about to discuss, just go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org, where you will find a written version of the roundup with all of the links. Let's jump in with our first story of the week, Substance Use Disparities Grow Among Youth. Researchers led by Dylan Felt found that between 2005 and 2017, illicit drug use overall declined among high school students, which is good, However, they found that the declines were sharper for heterosexual and bisexual students than they were for gay and lesbian students. The result uh, was that disparities actually increased by 2017. So, you know, both groups declined, but because gay and lesbian students were declining at a slower rate, the already existing disparity between these groups um, had grown by the end of that period. So um, definitely some troubling news, you know, d- good news overall with, with rates declining over that 12 year period, but uh, just proof that, you know, when, when key populations um, such as LGBT youth are not kind of, um, you know, given, given attention, are not part of interventions, are not being successfully targeted, that, you know, sometimes these overall trends aren't actually helping with the groups that need it the most. Next up, protections needed in schools and online. Human Rights Watch found that governments around the world need to take more action to stop bullying and violence in schools as well as in online spaces used by students, which is, of course, increasingly important during this pandemic where, uh, you know, a lot of students are at least part time learning remotely. They say that LGBT students, as well as other groups, such as girls, refugees, and students with disabilities, are the most common victims of this type of bullying and abuse, and that school personnel are often part of the problem rather than the solution. Our next story looks at recruiting LGBT youth for research studies. A study led by Michael Stern examined methods for reaching sexual minority young men and transgender youth on social media. They found that ads that targeted these populations versus just kind of general recruitment ads did a better job of getting youth to participate, which is uh, intuitive, of course, but also important for us to, to see this and to have evidence that you know this is a population that needs to be specifically targeted. They also found that video-based ads versus photo-based ads helped with recruitment in some groups and that their ads did better than a comparable national campaign at getting Latinx and multiracial participants Um, to be part of the study. So overall, really important just to look at how do we get diverse populations, you know, LGBT youth, but also within that, LGBTQ youth of color, to be participating in research, because when they're not included in research, obviously they're being left out and, and we don't have the information that we need to serve those populations. In our next story, HIV diagnoses decline in the UK. Attitude reported that HIV diagnoses among queer men in the UK dipped to just 1,700 in 2019. That's the lowest number of new infections among that population since the year 2000. The total number of infections among all individuals fell 10% between 2018 and 2019. Officials say that frequent testing, access to PrEP, and quality treatment for those living with HIV are all needed to continue this trend. Of course, it'll be really interesting to see what happens in 2020. We know that um, a lot of people are not going out to get tested for HIV because of the pandemic. So, you know, the, the numbers may be off this year. On the other hand, people are saying maybe risk is lower because people are are less likely to engage um, with, with a higher number of sexual partners. Maybe risk is higher because people aren't getting access to the prevention that they need. So really a wild card, um, you know, for 2020. But definitely good news to see that number decline in 2019 to the lowest level. In um, you know about uh, twenty years, our next story looks at the healthcare system and Black queer youth. PopSugar reported on how the healthcare system fails Black queer youth in unique and troubling ways. For example, they point to recent research from the Trevor Project that found that almost half of Black queer youth have wanted mental health services within the past year, but have been unable to receive it. Of course, we know that getting mental health care in the U.S. is challenging because of the cost and a lack of providers, providers not accepting insurance, plus all of the stigma and all of that that goes into the the issue as well. And all of these problems are, are, you know, apparently really prominent for um, Black queer youth in particular. They also point out that, of course, Black queer youth you know, need systems that are both LGBT, knowledgeable and friendly, but also, you know, have anti-racist policies and practices in place. And that there are, you know, this, basically this uh, intersectional form of, of vulnerability there where, um, where it's hard to find providers that really um, meet the needs of this population. And finally for this week, sexual minority Republicans feel disconnected. The advocate reported on some really interesting new research that found that sexual minorities who identify as Republicans feel less connected to the LGBT community than those who identify as Democrats. They were also more likely to report that they would prefer to be heterosexual rather than, you know, have their sexual minority identity. And they also were more likely to report that their sexual minority identity was not as important of a part of who they were. So um, definitely, you know, interesting and and concerning um, that, you know, based on someone's political affiliation, they may not feel as connected to their community. They they may not feel as comfortable in their own skin. Um, And so definitely, you know, some interesting um, research that is not something that's been looked at a lot, uh, but that definitely seems to merit more study based on these findings. Well, that wraps up another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. I hope that you've enjoyed listening. I hope that you'll subscribe if you are not already so that you can hear from us again next week. And as always, if you are interested in reading up on any of the stories that we have just discussed, you can go over to blog.lgbthealthlink.org where you will find the written version of the Roundup. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.